Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Uh, I wouldn't say so, John. I think, you know, we, we certainly uh, preach it's all about the ball. I mean, you can't play quarterback in this league and turn the football over. Trevor, the last couple weeks, has gotten a little bit loose with the ball when you watch him when he moves. Um, you know, he's got big hands, but the ball does get below his belt line. Uh, he knows that. We've kind of cut out some clips and shown him those clips of, of the ball being a little bit low. But, you know, for example, the one that uh, comes out, you know, kind of backed up in our own territory, like that can't happen. And he knows that. That is Brian Schottenheimer, offensive coordinator at the moment, acting at least, passing game coordinator, but working with Trevor all year long. I think he's done some nice things with him. He also took ownership of the third down spike play where he just thought at the moment it was better to get set up and ready to roll. Uh, you know, the one thing is it's interesting about third down spike play last week against the Jets that, again, I think you could see it from this side. I don't like it. I, I don't agree with it, but I think you could see it is that you have a young quarterback and you have a team that on fourth down couldn't get lined up correctly. If that happens on third down, you have a procedure play, well, you got 10 seconds roll off the clock because the clock was moving. And so you can kind of see why he wanted to err on the side of caution there because of what happened on fourth down where they couldn't communicate very well. And so uh, you do run the risk of not getting uh, a play in, a play off, or your best play off. If you if you didn't spike it, um, and meanwhile they still couldn't execute on fourth down, I guess that's what even exacerbated the situation mm. even more. Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, Austin Lane, uh, still on vacation up in Wisconsin. This will be our last show of the year, of the actual year uh, of 2021. Uh, we will uh, not be in tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll hand off to the national guys and get you set uh, for the holiday weekend and, and the new year and everything else going on. And then, of course, uh, off and run once again on Monday uh, to open up 2022. And that begins with a coaching search for the Jaguars. What's the latest on Trent Baalke? The final uh, week of the regular season in the NFL playoffs right on the horizon and into what an offseason uh, will be around here. And that's a lot of draft talk. That's a, a new hire. That's senior bowl. That's NFL combine. That's uh, free agency. And so a lot to come in uh, 2022. It doesn't stop. And uh, we look forward stop. to it. And then and, and quite, quite frankly, it, it's, it might be the more entertaining part of the year based on the way the Jags have played football. So uh, that's just a reality, and it's an unfortunate reality, but it is a reality. Coming off three wins now over the last uh, two seasons, how are they going to turn this around? So that gets us going really on the stories of 2021. And I put four, uh, question, four answers on a poll question today of the stories of 2021 locally. And uh, if you didn't see it, Here's what the vote tally looks like. We've got over 700 votes in the last mm, few hours. I voted. Uh, good. What did you vote for? Uh, Meyer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so the, here's what I put. Trevor Lawrence in total, right? The drafting, we kind of knew he was going to get drafted, but the idea that he's in Jacksonville, he's the face of the franchise, and quite frankly, you could make the case the play has been subpar. So I think that most people would make that case. So that's part of the story of Trevor Lawrence in 2021. He's in second place with 17% of the vote. Dressel. Caleb Dressel from Jacksonville. He's the best swimmer on the planet, folks. And by the way, Ryan Murphy did well, too. And uh, our connections to the swimming world in the 2020 games, even though it was in 21, uh, Caleb Dressel was in Michael Phelps kind of category. That's only getting 2% of the vote. But to be honest with you, it's a very underrated story. Uh, Dan Mullen being fired, only 1% of the, st at least on my Twitter, wow. is the story. I mean, that is unexpected. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean it's super unexpected. Yeah, I think we did first coach fired. Well, I don't think we did. I got it right. Clay Helton, no big deal. Humble brag. We did that before the college football season. But if we would have done coach definitely not to get fired, it would have been Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen if we were doing local teams. So the fact the fall from grace for Dan Mullen is honestly truly incredible how it happened. Uh, it's I don't know if it's 30-30 worthy, but maybe 15-15 worthy. Um, it's definitely interesting, but apparently the people on your Twitter, they're not having it. Yeah, and, and mostly because the freshest one and the most shocking one is, is the one that's running away with it, 80% of the vote, and that's Urban Meyer, hired and fired. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge story in 2021 that he got hired. Yeah. You know, it started to trend late in 2020, but really became a story in early of 2021 back in January. And the idea that he could be hired, first of all, and Shad Khan got his guy and was celebrated by many, criticized as well. But then to be fired before the season even ended, it's just astonishing. It's surreal. And and that happened. And so I understand why that is, you know, winning the vote, and it probably should win the vote. It's it's the most unbelievable but yet the biggest story of 2021 because here we are looking for a new person in charge of the organization and now we've got this movement on social media amongst Jags fans because of what they might do with Trent Baalke, the GM, and keep him. And it creates what is going to be the story of 2022 now, at least the early part of it, is who's going to fix the mess in Jacksonville. So uh, that's where we stand, and that is a, a runaway winner, and rightfully so. I mean, again, I think you can make a case from, like, a, a pure local standpoint. I mean, the Caleb Dressel story is unbelievable. Yeah. We, we have other stories that are unbelievable. Heck, Mac Jones is That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I would have voted for Dressel if Urban Meyer, because I feel like even if Urban Meyer doesn't get fired, let's just say, you could still have Urban Meyer on your thing because it was such a, like, the fact that he was hired is worthy of being on your tweet itself. And that's when I would have voted for Caleb Dressel. But the less than a year, the hired fired, I had to vote. But Caleb Dressel, you know I love me some Caleb Dressel. You know, the the thing about it, too, is, like, I was just in Ohio, and for me, it's like, this is still the same calendar year that I went to Ohio and did stories on Urban Meyer, like, maybe saving the Jags franchise and turning around the franchise. Yeah, he did some I stand-ups mean, in the snow. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, unbel- it's really hard to fathom. Like, that's where we're at, and he made it messier in Jacksonville than it already was, and, and maybe the messiest it's been. Uh, now, it's not all him. I don't believe that, I think. Uh, but he hired a staff. He, 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 he was supposed to fix the culture. He did nothing. And now he's left it into a more of a mess, at least currently. We hope the idea that you could bring some other people in can fix that and make it feel better than it feels. But it feels awful. In Jacksonville, as we end 2021, and it's, I think, felt pretty good going into things with Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer and I still can't get over the fact I've had people comment this to me, and, and they agree. And I think it's it's not said enough, really, that how does Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence to some degree, although I think less is in his control, but Urban Meyer in his DNA, did he have a 2-13, and 2-15 season on the horizon for the Jags? Just didn't, I just didn't believe it. Of all the things, I could have believed there would be some dysfunction. I could believe that Urban would get himself into some trouble here or there and and be a a polarizing and a lightning rod. Uh, I could predict those things. I could predict Tebow maybe even being a part of it before I would predict two wins 
for yeah. Urban Meyer in his stint in the NFL. I just did not think he had it in his makeup to win two games. And then you combine that with Trevor, who had not had that in his makeup as a player in his in his life. Yeah. And that happened, too. Uh, it just goes to show you one person or two people can't change everything. Uh, but Urban Meyer made it worse. That's the story here. That is the story of 2021 from hiring to firing. Uh, and it's hard to get past that when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars and the current state they're in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to your point there, and it kind of it kind of goes off of the two wins. I didn't believe that the roster that they had was this lack of talented. Me too. And I, it all falls and into one specifically. Yeah, I mean, I when obviously Travis Etienne gets hurt, you have to start there. But James Robinson, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark also gets hurt. But I mean, they, it looked pretty decent on paper. Like even before I was working here, I was working in TV, and we would, me and Brian Middleton and some others would talk down there, like, hey. They might win five or six games. And we believe that because we thought the roster was okay, even on defense. And it's just it's just not. Now, granted, coaching, pro, it, it looks like, played a part in that. Urban Myers and the staff didn't make these guys better. And that's proven. So the whole Urban Meyer 340-whatever days it was, what a what an experiment. Well, and, and let's just harp on that a little bit more. I thought Trevor Lawrence was walking into a pretty good situation on offense. Yeah. For a rookie quarterback that was drafted number one overall. Well, yeah, because you believed in LaVisca Chenault. You thought he would take a step. You thought DJ Chark was pretty good, and you thought Marvin Jones was a safety blanket. I should stop saying you because that's how I felt, at least. Yeah, and not only that, you draft Travis Etienne, and you have an offensive line that I still I still think people would take this offensive line. Even they've had bad moments, and now they all have COVID, but they mm -hmm. all, or at least are on the list, uh, but they've had bad moments. Uh, but uh, I, I think people would take him around the league. And so, you, yeah, they had a weak tight end room, and they actually made that better with Dan Arnold. But uh, you get ETN hurt, right? James Robinson is misused and then hurt. Uh, DJ Chark is hurt and done for the year. That certainly impacted their offense. I mean, what else could they have done? Would LaVisca have been better as a third wheel in the offense? Maybe. Uh, maybe even a fourth if James is used right or ETN's healthy. So, I, I do think, like, I'm going to still have some high hopes for this offense next year, turning it around, because ETN and Chark, if that if they are a part of it, would be guys that didn't play. They're going to add in, in free agency. Uh, now, they won't have James, and so the running back, the running game will be a question mark for the Jacksonville Jaguars, no doubt, and, and that wasn't the case coming into this year. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really unfathomable to me that their offense has struggled to this degree. Like, we're talking about them over the last couple of weeks. If they don't get some points, they are going to be the worst offense from a scoring standpoint in the history of the organization. And let's just say the Jags have not been the Kansas City Chiefs in recent memory. <laughs> yeah. And I so mean. you really got some competition to be the worst, and they might be the worst with a, a promising young quarterback and pieces that you thought would be pretty good. And a coach that's supposed to be an offensive coach at Urban Meyer. And, and they've turned it into maybe the worst in franchise history when it's all said and done from a scoring point standpoint. Uh, so that, to me, is pretty unbelievable. Uh, and uh, dead wrong about two things this year. This offense being a decent offense, a pretty good one to walk into for Trevor, and the DNA of Urban Meyer not allowing this kind of season to happen. And... Uh, yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I thought there was a better chance 
of Urban Meyer saying, eh, I'm not made for the NFL or something happening where, okay, it's short-lived, even though I didn't buy that would happen after one year, than him losing two, just winning two games. Yeah. Like, I actually thought I would, if you put all these things on a table, I would have picked winning two games as, like, the least likely. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's just, it's almost, when you sit back and look at it like we're doing right now, and on, we do this every day, but I think, like, if you really think about it like I am, it's it almost doesn't seem like it, it's real that it happened like in a couple of years it, it, as long as things get turned around like no one's even gonna like the fact urban meyer's gonna be forgot like how this happened if they turn it around is gonna be forgotten that this experiment happened now if they don't turn it around that won't be forgotten but like the fact that i have an urban meyer signed jags mini helmet in like three years i'm gonna be like who signed this yeah. oh where did you see him <laughs> yeah, uh, you want me to tell you for real? No, no, I was just oh, saying okay. you'd be All like, right. I must have run into it and I had like uh, this helmet said, hey, can you sign this? Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly <laughs> how it happened. I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's odd, man. It's just an odd, odd time, I guess. Let's stay with the NFL in 2021 because Mac Jones is a story. Yeah. And is a, I mean, the last two years for Mac Jones has been an incredible rise to fame for the former Bulls product, the Jacksonville native. And it's an incredible story and probably one. We have this reluctancy, I think, in Jacksonville, even as a media, but even as, as people uh, that follow sports and like sports and enjoy sports, to celebrate people like Mac Jones and Derrick Henry. And what Derrick Henry was about to do before he got hurt was unbelievable. He was on this crazy pace to, to have a, an MVP type of year. Right. Well, Mac Jones might be the rookie of the year in the NFL. Uh, he might not, but he might be, and he's in the conversation. And what he's doing to get into the playoffs, I think they will make the playoffs uh, in in his rookie year. And, and what he's asked him, to, they've asked him to do, and how he's responded, I think is incredible. But because the Jags' lack of success, I think we tend to enjoy the successes of others less. And I think that's the case with Mac right now, and I think that's the case with Derrick Henry over the years. And uh, but what the bottom line is, you can't dismiss those guys. And right now, you can't dismiss Mac Jones. What he is doing and what he's done is, is one of the great stories of 2021 from a local standpoint. And, and you got to give him a, a hat tip for sure for all he's done. Absolutely. And I think one of the first things I put on this little list that I made for sports in 2021, going way back, Mac Jones led Alabama to the national championship. Yes. And... In 2020, at the start of the season, there was a real belief Bryce Young would be the starting quarterback. So he started. He won the job, by the way. Humble brag. Uh, somewhere I worked before here, I wrote an article uh, and said Mac Jones was the best quarter or the second best quarterback in the SEC that year behind Kyle Trask, and I got, like, laughed out of the workplace. Huh, how did that work out, people? Not very good. I was right. Anyway, the point of the story is that oh, was like— at it again. Um, hey, look, I'm just telling you. I'm prognosticator, I think, as uh, Austin Lane calls it. But nevertheless— all of this has happened for Mac Jones, and it's been a great year for him, but it's it's easy to forget where it started, and that was leading them to a national championship uh, in a season that nobody thought he'd be the quarterback of Alabama. Yeah, so it's been a heck of a 2021. I really go back to last year and, and like you said, kind of beat out uh, Bryce Young and really the last 18 months for Mac Young. It's been unbelievable what a story he is and has been, and I just don't think we can sleep on those guys, guys like Derrick Henry, guys like... Uh, Mac Jones, and we have a lot of NFL players from the area too, but those two stand out um, uh, amongst them all. 
in uh, what they've been able to do. Uh, we hit on a little bit, Dan Mullen being fired, Mike Norvell, uh, you know, I think has a chance to really rescue this thing as the way they played down the stretch. Miami starts all over. Georgia is, is in the Final Four. I, college football was a mess in the state of Florida in 2021. Yeah. And, and that's how it will be remembered, even though... You know, Georgia, who has a lot of local ties and, and local interests around here, might have a chance to win a national title in, in for the first time since 1980. So it could be a banner year just north of the border uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. But it was really a mess of a year in college football if you look at it in totality in the state of Florida. Yeah, absolutely. And in a weird, another weird thing that happened that, I mean, we don't really talk about that much, but I'm, I don't even know if they talk about it in Orlando, but... Gus Malzahn is the coach of UCF. Yeah. Like, that's something that, like, it's under the radar for sure, but it's it's definitely different coming from the SEC to UCF. But uh, nonetheless, I think with Miami in a weird way, when Manny Diaz was hired, it was kind of like there was something left to be desired. I don't think that's the case now. So it was weird this year for Miami and the whole state of Florida, but in a way, Miami got their guy. It just took them one higher longer than they thought. Now they have their guy. I think Mike Norvell, to your point, is the guy in, at Florida State. And the question will now be, does Florida have their guy in Billy Napier? You can Now they'll be able to compare Napier to Cristobal and all that. But, yeah, Florida was just – it wasn't it for college football this year. And I guess that happens. But Georgia's going to really make the state of Florida look bad if they can do what I think is the unthinkable and beat Michigan. But it could happen. Yeah, it could happen, uh, and and we'll see if Georgia's able to do it uh, and and really kind of raise a banner for a little north of, of the border. I think UCF right now is feeling really good about themselves, not only because of Malzahn, but what they just did to beat a Power 5 team. Uh, uh, some crazy last time they did it was like 1938 or something like that, if I remember correctly. Uh, Miami now has their guy. Uh, but, you know, Manny Diaz was a Miami guy too, you know. And so can Cristobal get it done? Just watched Oregon play. He didn't leave Oregon in great shape over these last uh, month. Lost three out of four right. uh, to end it. And they looked sorry last night against Oklahoma. Uh, I do think uh, Norvell is the guy to get them on the right track. I don't know if he's going to be the guy to win big, but he might be the guy that gets it right at FSU, even if it's not for him, maybe for the next guy. And Napier, I don't have a great feel about, to be honest. I think they're going to invest bigger than they've ever invested before in Florida football, and that will help. I think Miami is the same. They obviously showed, you know, ponied up a lot of money, and and that's the name of the game now in college football. And so will Florida and Miami reap the benefits of that because they're finally willing to open the checkbook like they've never done before. It's not like they haven't spent, but they've never spent like this. And Napier's building himself a big staff because they're able to open the checkbook and support uh, the way he wanted it supported, the way he's seen it supported at places like Alabama. Uh, and right now, Florida State can't play that game. That's going to be a hindrance, I think, for Mike Norvell in terms of winning big. But they're not playing that kind of game with the checkbook. No. Uh, and you have to wonder if they can. So uh, the state of Florida football is really interesting. Uh, they should never be as bad as they've been, the big three especially in, in this state. Uh, but it wasn't a good year, uh, 2021. It was um, really uh, it was bad, epically bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the three big schools, uh, but like I said, UCF not saying that because uh, things are okay uh, after beating Florida. 
in the Gasparilla Bowl. All right, uh, football five continues, but so does the 2021 year in review. What are we missing? Any other big national stories? Uh, of course, we can always go high school here, but we've done a lot of high school in the past uh, on shows, so uh, we'll leave high school out of this 2021 review. Uh, what else are we missing uh, from the calendar year that's about to flip over to 2022? We talk more about Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Opportunity for someone to, to showcase why they belong, why they why they weren't a starter, now why they belong as a starter. It's a great opportunity. Guys in the practice squad being elevated, guys that were bringing in that maybe were on the street. Opportunity to showcase why they shouldn't be on the street. I know this. It's a great opportunity for for us as an organization to go up there and fight our tails off to get a victory. I had his defensive coordinator, Joe Cullen, and uh, plenty of new opportunities. Andre Sisco, by the way, should see a lot of action, right, with Andrew Winger going on the COVID list. Yeah, And uh, think? I think that will excite some people. So it'll be Daniel Thomas and Sisco, right? Yeah. I, I like, I, I'm not mad about that, to be honest with you. Yeah, and listen, I mean, I think I think Cisco's going to make some mistakes, too. I think that's the book on him. And the question is, will he make some plays to overcome that? Uh, hey, Trevon Diggs is a great example, and I'm not trying to compare Cisco and Diggs, but this is how it works sometimes in the NFL. Uh, you know, Palomalu was like this for Pittsburgh. He, he, everybody knew him for making plays. Well, he also made some mistakes because he gambled a lot, you know? And uh, I think Trevon Diggs is a little bit like that. He's got 11 picks, but didn't they say, isn't the stat like he's given up the most yards in the league? Yes, that is, I mean, that's correct. Are you willing to do that to give up, to get 11? Like, not many coaches are, by the way. I think many coaches, wouldn't you rather, Jalen Ramsey's 10 times better than Trevon Diggs. But Diggs is getting all the headlines. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know? Um, so, it's just something to watch. I mean, I think maybe you give a little to get some with Cisco, and this is a, a franchise, an organization, a, a team that has really struggled uh, to get uh, some turnovers this year. They are the league worst. I think they only have seven. Uh, so, hey, we're keeping an eye. We're talking about 2021 year in review. Keep an eye on the Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists as well, Baselli and Taylor, hopefully on the list. Um, but so far, they have not had their name called, which is a little peculiar on the Baselli front. Uh, let's... Uh, let me get. Let me get to it. I have them if you want them. Yeah, go go ahead. You got it too. I got it as well. But go ahead. Devin Hester, uh, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Andre Johnson, Bryant Young, uh, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Rondé Barber, Jared Allen, Tory Holt, Leroy Butler, Patrick Willis, and Demarcus Ware. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Leroy Butler just announces the 13, so there's two more to go. I got. I can't imagine Baselli's not going to be on this list. I would say it's shaping up that Fred Taylor's not going to be on the list. Yeah. It, uh, but, it I, I mean, Baselli, he's been a finalist, and he's really been close, and obviously that's the one everybody uh, kind of has, has been looking at uh, because it's the closest to get to the Pro Football Hall of Fame before become the first Jaguar player to do so. Uh, now, Leroy Butler... Uh, didn't make it last year, of course, uh, famous for the Lambeau Leap. And he's uh, out of uh, the former Lee High School, now Riverside High School. So he's a Jacksonville guy, played for Corky Rogers. And uh, you know him as a Green Bay Packer, but he's Jacksonville product. So um, we have had some success with Jacksonville products, but uh, none for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And 
a little nervous right now. I mean, come on, where's uh, Tony Baselli on this list? Yeah, I uh, on that whole last segment, you kind of told me to keep my eye on it. I'm literally just sitting here refreshing my phone. That's what I've been doing the whole time. So I mean, this would seriously, if, if he's not in the final 15, then we are talking about a, an upset of epic proportions that he's not in the final 15. There are so many people that think this is the year he's getting in. Because usually when you knock on the door enough and you have a certain percentage of the vote and they've had long conversations about you, the next step is getting in. So, I, I mean, I'm going to guarantee he's on these next two coming out. And I don't – I believe there's not an offensive lineman that I named, correct? That's the other thing about it, right? And that's really beneficial yeah. to um, potential. One thing that has been reported a bunch of times, again, there's still two more names to come out, so – but there's been some blue check marks saying Heinz Ward will not be in uh, the finalist list. It will just be for the receivers, Andre Johnson, uh, Reggie Wayne, and I'm forgetting one. But it says Heinz Ward will not be in. So okay. that's another name you probably don't have to worry about in the next two unless the blue check marks are incorrect. But Brent, you're a blue check mark. You guys are usually right. Uh, well, I'm looking at the Pro, pro Football Hall of Fame, too. So they're, they're actually tweeting it, um, the official account of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so this is uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. But they've been pushing them out every few minutes, and I'm waiting for the next one. While we wait for that, we'll keep you updated. Uh, I'm assuming Baselli's going to be on the, the next two. Uh, there are 15 finalists to be named. And um, we continue to look at our 2021 year in review. The two big stories, really from a national standpoint, one had a lot of local impact, and one always has local feel and impact because he's such a global icon. Uh, Tiger Woods' uh, car accident, and now his comeback, really, last week. To, be, to see him have a car accident the way he did, was that January? Yes. And now be able to play with his son, and I know it wasn't like a, a major event, and I'm not, but you saw him play. I mean, he can still play. Like, yeah. I can't believe he was able to do that. Uh, and, and that was a really bad wreck. Yeah. And, it's, by the way, it is uh, Tiger's birthday today. Yep, good work to get that in there. Also, LeBron James's birthday. Me and yes, Brian were is. talking about that. How is that possible? It's pretty wild. If you were born uh, on December 31st, uh, Tiger and LeBron, two of the most iconic athletes we have of this generation and, and maybe ever. So, uh, and then the other one is the UFC came to Jacksonville. That opened sports back up to fans. Yes, yeah, that is correct. Um, that that is one I had forgotten about, but yeah, that was um, a big moment for not just Jacksonville, but everywhere because now you see fans are back everywhere. If you watch anything, you will see fans. So yeah, that was a monumental moment for not only the UFC but just sports fans in general. And it's pretty cool that Jacksonville got to be the city that pretty much allowed them to do that. So uh, UFC, by the way, our, our buddy Austin Lane, who's uh, trying to get back to that UFC and knocking on the door now, had a very nice 2021. He did. And uh, especially last month with a big win out there in Houston. So uh, do you think we, – we, we saw UFC come back again, right? Oh, no, they will come back again. They was said, there, wait, was there another event this summer? What's it? No, um, there's the one you were thinking of. They had the ones just with no that fans. One. Yeah. Just the one. Okay. Um, and I think we'll continue to see it based on the relationship of UFC and the city of Jacksonville. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the one. It was, it was initially one without fans way back, and then it was that was trying to get sports back in it. And then UFC, you know, with fans, and um, that one in Jacksonville, and it was a big card. Uh, that, that's, so there's like this special relationship now between Jacksonville 
and the UFC. And you're a UFC fan. We always talk about this, like Vegas and other places uh, overseas. Uh, there are some spots, but you wonder if Jacksonville could become in the rotation as the years go by in UFC to be really a heavy spot. Uh, for some of the big cards. Yeah, that would be, I, I think as a fan, that would be awesome. But at the same time, if you're not necessarily a fan, Jacksonville has proven that it's a pretty good sports town. I mean, the Jumbo Shrimp are well-supported. The Jacksonville Icemen are well-supported. Uh, there's obviously Jacksonville Jaguars fans out there. Just look at Twitter. But it's a good sports city that will rally behind things. So, obviously, the UFC is... Uh, not for everybody, I guess I should say. You have to really want to watch somebody fight somebody else, and it's, you know, it, it gets ugly at times. Uh, Austin can tell you all about it, but it is it is interesting, and it is intriguing, and it is something that there are a lot of fans of, myself included. So if Jacksonville could find a way to partner up or continue the partnership they have with UFC, I think it's all the better for sports fans in this city. All right, we still are waiting on... Tony Vaselli, we've we're gone sidetracked a little bit because we're waiting to see if Tony Vaselli is a finalist for the Hall of Fame class of 2022. 13 have been named. There will be 15. Vaselli's not on the list. Leroy Butler's on the list. Rondé Barber, Tory Holt, uh, Reggie Wayne, Bryant Young, Richard Seymour, Jared Allen, Zach Thomas, Sam Mills, Patrick Willis, a few linebackers, Devin Hester, Demarcus Ware, Andre Johnson. So receiver heavy defensive impact player heavy from defensive ends to linebackers and uh, there's a safety in the corner Rondé Barber is the corner safety Leroy Butler of course uh, Jacksonville product and plenty of receivers to pick from do you think these receivers are slam dunk guys to get in uh, Torrey Holt is not uh, Reggie Wayne uh, yes or no Reggie Wayne has sneaky good numbers so I'm going to say yeah uh, the uh, Andre Johnson I'm on the fence about that I'm not like, I don't know. It's similar to Reggie Wayne. Reggie, Reggie Wayne has good numbers. Like, so does Andre Johnson. But I, when I was watching Andre Johnson, he was very good. Don't get me wrong. He was disgusting and bad. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, I, it never really screamed Hall of Fame to me. So I think at, at least this turn of around, I say no. Between, in, in a 29-minute stretch, they announced 13 of the finalists. Yes, they did. And now they're keeping us waiting. Over the last 10 minutes, they haven't made an announcement. That's correct. So, You want me to give you some rapid-fire things for uh, 2021 that we can discuss while we yeah, wait? let's do it. All right, we've got, um, obviously, the fans returning in general was a big one. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma will be a part of the SEC. That was interesting. Oh, very good call. Uh, Hank Aaron, unfortunately, passed away the year the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. Um, Phil Mickelson becomes the oldest major championship winner. Hideki Matsuyama becomes the first Japanese male player to win a major championship. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning go back-to-back -back in the Stanley Cup. No big deal. A uh, uh, national story that doesn't really relate here but relates everywhere else. Messi goes to uh, PSG, which is a huge story. Uh, name, image, and likeness happened on July 1st, if you Very remember good. that. And um, locally, the Icemen moved from the Winnipeg Jets to the New York Rangers. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp played their first game, and uh, obviously they missed that whole season like most teams did. But they also moved up to AAA and played their first game in AAA. 
and then back nationally overall Shohei Otani as a person happened to Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's a very good call there. Uh, by the way, you mentioned the Iceman earlier too, and the Iceman now have a chance to go for 10 in a row, so they're sending out the year in style, and it'll be a big 2022 with the All-Star Game. The ECHL All-Star Game was supposed to be in 2021. That got scrapped. That'll be coming up in January, and right now a first-place team in the ECHL, and, and in the existence of the Iceman, this, they're setting records now. Club record, nine wins in a row, first place, uh, first place by a handful of points. I mean, they're, they're really looking good uh, so far. And affiliation with the New York Rangers, which is a big deal. They thought it would be a big deal. It's proved to be uh, a big deal. So uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you know, we mentioned tech, the Jacksonville Giants. Did they win it again? Was, I, I just assume they win it every year. Um, but look at all the rings that those guys have. They got a lot of banners. If you go to the arena, just look up. They certainly do. And so uh, local sports on a lot of levels. I know we highlight the Jags. And then on top of that, we talk football with like Florida and Florida State. And it feels bad, but it, really the underbelly of the sports scene here in Jacksonville is really good. Uh, I think one of the cool stories of this year is EWU. Yeah. And, and we're, they've gone Division Two, and the way they've marketed themselves and promoted themselves and, and really burst on the scene, even though they've been around a while, I think they're, they're, it's, it's really cool what they're doing, their facilities and everything else. So you have uh, stories like that. You have tons of stories on uh, UNF campus and JU campus. And so, the, again, the sports scene here, from the Players' Championship to the Daytona 500 to the high school scene, uh, to all the other stories like Caleb Dressel and Ryan Murphy and USC and, and, uh, and the like, it, it's really a lot of positive stories. Um, the big story is, is not one, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's really hard to find the positives, and that kind of seems like there's a cloud in Jacksonville on the sports scene, but I think if you look underneath, you really see a lot of uh, cool stories out there as well. All right, I'm going to refresh this thing from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Once again, I see nothing, so let's take a break. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. When we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. We'll put a bow on the year, and we'll hopefully be able to give you an update on Tony Vaselli or and or Fred Taylor as a finalist for the 2022 class in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. That's the part that's so sad about this is that you guys want to ask us as coaches questions i want to answer them as honest as possible but the hardest thing is every time you ask a question you you drive the comparison home and really at the end of the day they're both different quarterbacks and they're both good in their own right and i think we've got four quarterbacks capable of winning big here at university of georgia and stetson's our quarterback right now well, Stetson Bennett in that mix, by the way, is Carson Beck as well. JT Daniels, Carson Beck, a young man out of Providence, uh, Providence uh, and Mandarin, and uh, Jacksonville <laughs> is what I was really trying to say. Um, so one of the three, if you want to call it that. He started his high school career at Providence. Brent Martin, Casey Kurtz, Happy New Year, everybody, as we put a bow on 2021. By the way, we welcomed in Casey to the show in 2021, so that was good. We do have some good news for you. Tony Baselli is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They made everybody wait on it. Willie Anderson, the final one. Tony Baselli, 14th on the list that they announced. That does not mean that's the order, uh, but they announced the two offensive linemen last, and that was Baselli and Willie Anderson. Uh, so we'll see on Tony Vaselli. Now, he doesn't have a lot of friction when it comes to offensive linemen, so that's a good thing. 
and he's been right there. And everybody, uh, listen, we've covered this very closely. We go to the Super Bowls annually. I think we're going to go again because of the Baselli story, mainly out in L.A. We'll see with COVID and everything else. And they did it differently last year, if you might remember. So um, we're working on that. But we, we follow this real close when we get to Super Bowl week and, and the final stages. And every year we have people like, hey, he's going to get in. He's going to get in. He's going to get in. He's close. He's close. He's close. He's close. I think this is the year. And so... Here we are again. 2022 might be that year for Tony Baselli, so it's good news he's a finalist. Bad news for Fred Taylor. I know so many people are pushing for Fred now as well, and they should. I mean, the numbers are right there, and I think he's got a chance to really start knocking down the door. Uh, but at least from a Jacksonville standpoint, it's probably going to be Baselli first uh, that, that gets into the Hall of Fame. And once that happens, maybe that makes room for guys like Fred, maybe even Jimmy Smith, uh, because those guys have numbers that certainly deserve recognition. They're debatable in some parts, but uh, not around here. Those two uh, should should be in Canton, Ohio. Many of us uh, do believe. So good news on the Tony Baselli front there. Coming up uh, tomorrow, by the way, we'll hand off the national coverage. This weekend, we have a year-in-review show on TV. It's on uh, Fox 30 at 7 o'clock on Saturday. We have Action Sports Jacks primetime Saturday and Sunday night, still 10.30 on Fox 30, 11.30 on CBS 47. Full day of Jags coverage uh, coming up on Sunday as well. Tonight, uh, Jaguars All Access will be at String Sports Brewery. I had some travel issues. That's why we're not doing the show there today on a radio standpoint, but I'm hustling over uh, right after the show, and we'll be at Strings for Jaguars all access. So that's a little bit of the story as we put a bow on uh, this calendar year. You know, a lot of people will look back at 2021, Casey, and say, yeah, bad year, wasn't great. I don't usually do that with years. I don't I don't kind of categorize them, good year, bad year. I understand. Listen, there's a lot going on with COVID. Uh, heck, if you want to do it from a sports perspective, the Jags, you know, I'd I, I still think there's a lot of good happening, too, and a lot of fun stuff. And, and uh, as we go into 2022, we're going to celebrate a three-year anniversary with ESPN 690. So the lights are still on. We like that part of it. Yeah. Um, so hopefully 2021 was good for you, and 2022 will be even better for everybody out there. But you too, Casey Kurtz. Thank you. Yeah, you know, can't complain. You know, You're getting married. I am getting married. Don't ask when. What do you mean? That might be off? No. <laughs> no. I just, you know, Austin likes to ask me when the date is, and I kind of give him a somewhat concrete answer. I believe March 6th. COVID is not messing that up yet, though. No, 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 no. We're okay. we're still we're still doing the thing, but yeah, you know, overall good year. Then that's, I guess, as you were saying, COVID and all that, and yeah, it's still a thing. But I guess that's life, right? Good and the bad. Every day something different. So yeah, I, I can't complain. I work now, here now. That's pretty cool. I enjoy that. Uh, and that happened this year, so can't can't complain, Brian. I'm overall, uh, I'm not smiling, but I'm pretty happy. And uh, we will, you know, we will go into 2022 from a storyline standpoint, start on Monday on the radio side of things, and it'll be all about the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. How are they going to turn this around? And that will be a story that we've had many a years as the uh, new year happens and the calendar turns. Will they finally get it right? Can they figure it out? Who's going to be that guy to try to do it? and uh, nurture and, and help Trevor Lawrence be the face of this franchise uh, and add more good players because obviously the franchise needs it. In the meantime, a lot of good stories out there uh, as well on a local level uh, to put your arms around. All right, man, good work today. Thanks uh, to you and Brian Middleton for uh, chipping in while I had some travel issues. Uh, good work, and uh, you guys will take it away. Action Sports Shacks Overtime coming up next as Middleton gets back in the fold. Yep. Uh, the He's broadcast back and ready to roll. Don.
The broadcast done. He's back. He just walked in. All he's right. ready to uh, roll. He's a busy guy. I'll he's not as busy as you, but he's busy. <laughs> I'll see everybody on TV tonight, CBS 47, Fox 30. Uh, we've got Jaguars All Access at 7 o'clock. Uh, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, if we don't talk to you between now and then, uh, be safe. Have a good one. And back at it. Austin Lane will be back. Casey and myself Monday, 3 p.m. on ESPN 690. Casey and Bryden Middleton, Action Sports OT, coming up right after this on ESPN 690.